הרן מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שבדרכנו, וכל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכני עפר קדוש, מה שבארץ המה ובכלל רבנו הקדוש צדיק יסודו נם נחמן, ומקור חכמה רבנו נחמן פגה. נא נח נחמן נחמן ואומן זכו תם תגננו לכל ישראל אמן. If you see the first four Torahs of Likutei Moran, you just started Ashrei, the first one. Then you have Emor El which is the second. Then you have the third, which is Akrukta, which is the frog that we talked about. And Torah Gimel, about melody. And then here you have Anochi. Anochi Hashem Elokecha. Take those first. You notice they all start with Aleph. Come to prove to you that this Torah that Rabbanu brings down, and we're going to see later in different Torahs, and I think from Torah Chavchet of Likutei Moran, we're going to see how... A person's Torah can be received from the four Alephs of um, the four Alephs that are, come from holiness or the four following Alephs which are um, the Alephs of the Torah of the Klippah. So here we see that Rabbeinu brings this Torah from the four holy Alephs obviously and we see here that he significantly starts with the Aleph. That's just a little thing just to take notice of that the Torah comes from Mamash, a very, very high source from the idea of Aleph. Is um, there's no machloket at all? Um, so here we go. Leshon Rabenu Zichrono Bachad. This is an awesome Torah. We're going to split it up into, I think, maybe two days or, or something. Let's take a look. We're going to stop at uh, the end of Odzai. We're going to stop at Otchet. Um, so at the end of Odzai, we'll stop this um, the seventh section of this lesson. At the end of the seventh section, so by section eight, we'll stop, and that's what we'll do tomorrow. But Bezrat Hashem, we start with the lesson. Anochi Hashem Elokecha. I am Hashem, your God, that took you out of Egypt from the, the, house, of, um, from the house of slavery. So now Rabbeinu is going to put that pasuk aside. We're going to hop into it. This is an awesome, awesome lesson. Pay very close attention. You're going to see tremendous, it's all tremendous advice. And by the way, I, re- I recommend listening to Yosef Karduna because he has songs um, on many lessons of Likudem Oran, on many famous phrases. So he has a song on this phrase, This phrase, he also has one on the third lesson, on the second one, I believe, as well. Um, uh, no, I think on the first one. So, anyways, it's a good way to, to know these melodies and to know the, the words of Rabenu. So when a person knows, he knows, that all the things that happen to him are for his good, this aspect is a foretaste of the world to come, meaning a person who knows that everything is for the best, he literally has a taste of Olam Abba. As it says in Tehidim, in Hashem and Yudke Vavke, which represents Rachamim, I will praise the thing, I will praise the matter. In Elohim, which represents Din, I will praise the matter. Meaning, regardless of the case, whether it's Din or Rachamim, whether Hashem sends me kindness or judgment, I will praise the matter, I will praise whatever He sends me. I'll be happy. This aspect is a foretaste of the world to come. It's a taste of the world to come. Um, as it says in Psachim, on that day Hashem will be one. So the Gemara asks, they ask, but nowadays he's not one. What did it mean? On that day he will be one. He will be one and his name will be one. What did that mean? The idea is like this, that nowadays we bless on that which is good, Hatov um, the good, 
and the one who bestows good. And the one and on bad things, on bad events, what do we say? Right, all that stuff. But in the future, everything will bless on We will always say even for the what we consider quote unquote bad, right? That the name of Hashem, which is Shem Hashem, Hashem Elokim, Achdutechad, Yudkevavkein, and Elokim, which is Dina Rachamim, will be completely unified. There's no difference at all. So when a person lives in this world today, nowadays, knowing that everything is for the best, that everything Hashem sends you, even the tragedies, or God forbid, that we shouldn't experience. But when you have this mindset and this mentality and this this life philosophy, right? Even though we're not supposed to like that word or whatever it is, this idea that you know that everything is for good, then you literally live in the world to come. You have a taste of olam haba. This aspect of knowing this idea, knowing this that everything is for the best. And when you really know this, you believe you know it. It's not even a belief, it's a, it's a known thing to you. It's known. It's higher than belief. It's impossible to attain this aspect except if you elevate Malchut Dikdusha We've been speaking a lot about Malchut. In lesson three, lesson one, we've been speaking about how Malchut by the Kochavim, by Esabit, by the Klipa, that the holy Malchut is covered over by the Klipa, the Klipa is dragging it down into the dust. This idea that the holy Malchut is in exile. Because now the Malchut and the kingship is by the Avodat Kachavim. It's them who have the power. This is why they call their idol worship and their, their idols basically. They call it actually Elohim. The name of their idols are actually called Elohim as is brought in the Zohar Kadosh. The Zohar brings this down. Because they sustain from the aspect of Malchut. They, they receive their sustenance from the aspect of Malchut. And what is the name of Hashem that represents Malchut? Elohim. It's in Tehidim. Elohim, Hashem, is my king from long ago. Or Elohim, Malkim, Ikedem. So how does Elohim have to do with Malchut? Because Elohim, Malkim, Ikedem. Elohim represents Malkim, my king. Malkim is Malchut, obviously. So Elohim is Malchut. What happens whenever you raise Malchut from within the Goyim, from, from the control and the rulership of the Goyim? What happens when we raise holy, the holy Malchut, which is covered over by the Goyim and attacked by the Goyim now, the Klipot? We fulfill the Pasuk, Ki Melech Kola Aret Elohim. The king over all the earth is Elohim. What's the king? It's Malchut. Malchut Yudusha has now become king over the earth. The Yev Shaglashiv, meaning Elohim, God himself, has now become king over the earth and has received his authority back. Rabban was saying an awesome thing here about an awesome Chidush that isn't very common. And beware, because a lot of people will think this is very, very weird and very unique. Um... But this obvious, obviously stems from the, the highest of holiness. So don't be thrown off by it. Pay attention very closely. And uh, let's see what Haben was saying here. It's impossible to, res- to return the kingship to Hashem. That means to give Elohim its status that it deserves again. And to give Hashem um, the kingship again. Except through Vidud Varim before the Tamit Chacham. Except whenever you basically express your words. In Vidu, you confess your words, you confess your sins and everything before the, the sage of the generation, the Tamit Chacham. Through this, you rectify and you elevate Malchut to its source. And this is something awesome. Rabbeinu um, had a student, Rabbi Isaac, 
who before this student came to Rabenu, he had a big tzad, he, his, his, he, he was the student of a big rav. And this big tzaddik, um, he was on his deathbed and he, he was passing away. And he told Rabbi Tzadik Isaac um, to, what do you call it? To find a new rav. And Rabbi Tzadik Isaac said, who am I going to find? And this rav said, the person that tells you to do vidui before him will be your rav. And when he met Rabenu, um, Rabenu, the first thing he told him was to do vidui before him. <laughs> so we see here some awesome, awesome stuff about vidui dvarim before the Tamil Chacham. We know the Bar Shem Tov actually had a story about um, telling his students to come do vidui before him. And because the student was unwilling to do it, he was maybe for whatever reason, he didn't want to reveal his sins before the Bar Shem Tov. The Bar Shem Tov couldn't heal him and uh, he ended up passing away. So this is very common, very uh, common thing. And Rabenu, uh, the, the people, the Nagdim, whoever it was, even other Hasidim, would call uh, the Boyaslavers Vidunikers, meaning people who would constantly engage in Vidui. It was like almost looked down upon. But here we're going to see the power of Vidu Dvarim. We're going to see awesome, awesome wonders here. So let's move on. Take for yourself or with you words. Vidu Dvarim. What does it mean, take with you words? Take for yourself words. This is vidud varim. Meaning, take for yourself a confession. This is the aspect of malchud, because what did he say? How do you raise malchud from the dust? How do you raise malchud from the goyim? Through vidud varim. Just like it says, dabar one spokesperson for the generation. Dabar is obviously vidud varim. Dabar meaning spokesperson to speak. There's one of the generation. Dabar, Rabbi is going to explain. Dabar, Leshon, Manhig, Moshel. Dabar, spokesperson, is a language, an expression of Manhig, a leader, Umoshel, and the person who rules. Because there's one spokesperson in the generation. He's the one who's leading the generation. Um, what does it say? Return your words to Hashem. The words that you took with you, return to God. Meaning that you rectify and you ascend all your words. Which is the aspect of Malchut, because we compare the idea of Vidud Varim to Malchut. Which represents Elohim. Elohim and Malkim Ikedem, right? Right, this idea. That Malchut is Elohim. El Hashem, return Elohim to Hashem. Elohim to Yudke Bavke, Hainu Kanar. This means what we mentioned above, Ba'ashem al Dabar, Elohim al Dabar. Meaning, in Yudke Bavke, I praise the matter, and Elohim, I praise the matter. Meaning, return Elohim, which is Vidud Varim, which is Malchut, to Hashem, back to its source. Meaning, do the Zivug between the Shekhinah and Hakadosh Baruch Hu, through Vidud Varim. This is an awesome tikkun that we have no idea how much we can repair through this. Just through this, we bring the Geulah. And now that you know, now that you'll be able to know that all the things that happen to you are for your good, and you'll be able to bless on everything you'll see everything as for good. Meaning, the only condition that you are able to, to do this, to have this mentality that everything is for the best, they call man David Rahman the Tabavid, that everything that Hashem does, a person should have this on his mouth always. It's in the Gemara. That a person should always say that everything that Hashem does is for the good. What, to know this, to do this, to, to completely live by this, to, to instill this within you, it's only possible if you do Vidud Varim. As we just mentioned, that the Vidud Varim, which represents Malchut, which is Elohim, is brought, Devarim, take for yourself words, Devarim is Dabar Echad Lador, and Dabar Echad Lachod is one spokesperson to the generation. This is the Vidud Varim. Take for yourself the Vidud Varim, 
And what is Dabar Echel Ador? It's Leshon Manhigu Moshel. It's an expression of ruling and kingship. This, this idea that Take for yourself words, which is what? Dabar Echel Ador, which is Manhigu Moshel, which is Malchut. So take for yourself words, which is Malchut, which is Elokim, Elokim Malkim Ikadem. And what? Return it to Yud Kevavkei. Return it to Hashem, which is Elohim, the combination between Yud Kevavkei and Elohim. This is the idea of the Geulah. As we say, His name will be one, which is Shemo, is Elohim. And as I'm not going to prove, and Yud Kevavkei is one. Elohim and Yud Kevavkei are one. But to have this mentality, just to do Yudhuz Varim. Before the Tamid Chacham, before the Tzadik of the generation. When a person knows all this, it's called complete knowledge, complete awareness. Because the essence of that, if you know the Sirot, it's the combination, it's the unity between Chesed and Pura. This is what we call that. That a person should not divide between Chesed and judgment, between kindness and judgment. And she'll bless on everything. This is what it means when it says Hashem is one. His name is one. That in the future there will be complete unity. That everything will be considered And this is what it says Hashem Echad Ushmo Echad. Hashem Echad Ushmo. Hashem Echad. Hashem is one. Ushmo and His name. What is His name? This represents. Elohim and Malchut. How do we know Shemo is a reference to Elohim, which we knew we knew already from the proofs before is Malchut? So how is Shemo Elohim or Malchut? It says, David Shem. David made for himself a name. What does that mean? It means a kingship. He made for himself an authority. So what is Shem? And what is Shem? Echad. So David Shem. David made for himself a name, meaning a Malchut, a kingship, an authority. He made for himself he made himself a name to be king. Um, so this is how we know that Shem is a reference to Malchut. Um, <clears throat> Echad, and or or maybe Vayaz David Shem is also saying that David and Malchut and David and Shem are one idea. David made for himself a name. That David, if he's Malchut, then so too Shem is Malchut. But I don't know which way it goes. Echad, what is Echad? One. Hashem Echad Ushmo Echad. What is Echad? Gimatria Ahava. Echad means one. It's the same numerical value as love. Hanu Hen Hashem Shehu Rachamim. Whether it's Hashem, which is Rachamim, which is Hen Shemo Shehu Bechinat Elohim. So what? Ahava, it's Rachamim. It's love. It's Chesed. So whether it's Hashem, which is Rachamim, Hen Shemo Shehu Bechinat Elohim, whether it's Shemo, which is Elohim, Bechinat Din, which represents Din, Kulo Letovatcha Mechamat Ahava Shehakadosh Baruch Hu Ohevatcha. It's all for your good, for the fact that Hashem loves you. For the love that Hashem loves you. Hashem, those who Hashem loves, He rebukes. Meaning the rebuke that you're getting, the deen that you receive, the judgment that you're receiving, the test that you have, the suffering, whatever it is, the anguish that is being tested tested by, tested by, upon you by God. It's only because He loves you. So it's actually all one thing. It's actually all for your good. It's an Amos. That Hashem tells Ben Israel, you Israel, only you Israel, I've known from all the families of all the earth, all the nations. This is why I will punish you according to your sins. <laughs> what does it mean? The punishment that we receive for our sins is actually because Hashem loves us. And once we 
the only way to know this is through this idea of Bidut Varim. Rabbanu is going to set this up now to explain why it's so important. The sins of a person are on his bones. They're written on his bones. That his sins were etched on his bones. And every single sin has a combination of letters. As we know, according to the Torah, you, you go to the Torah, you look at the Lotase, like um, any single Lotase, Lotin Af, right? That's a combination of letters. Don't commit adultery, right? Lo, Lamed, Aleph, all those combination of letters, that's a combination. Whenever you commit that sin, you write that letter combination. We're going to see how you, you mix up the combination, you put it on your bones. It becomes a, a messed up combination on your bones. Whenever a person commits a sin, then that impure combination, that evil combination gets written on his bones. Then what happens? That dibur, um, that, that phrase, that speech, um, of that love, that lotase, that uh, commandment that Hashem forbade us to do, then becomes, um, what do you call it? That he that he transgressed through impurity, it becomes written, written on his bones. What is this idea? That you bring malchut. Because the dibur of that love, the dibur, the, the words of that love, that um, prohibition that is written in the Torah, then becomes etched on his bones, right? Through the sin that he committed. But what is that words? What are those words that he put on his bones? Those words is malchut. Because what did he say? Dabar echadador. One spokesperson of the generation. What's a spokesperson? We said it's um, it's an expression of uh, leading and rulership. But what's dabar also? Dabar is dibur, speech. So this idea, the speech of the Torah is actually an aspect of malchut. The letters of the Torah are the aspect of malchut. He then enters those letters. He brings those letters into the, into the goyim. He gives them to the goyim. He brings malchut into the goyim. And he gives literally the avodat kochavim, the, the goyim, the power um, to rule malchut. He gives them the mshara. Rabbanu is going to explain as a parable. If a person transgressed the dibur, the speech of the Torah, the, the commandment of the Torah, that you should not have other gods, then he destroys the combination the good combination of these words, and he builds an evil combination, a bad combination. What happens? This evil combination that gets written on his bones and avenges him. That your sins um, have turned these away. It says in Tehilim, the death blow of the Rasha is evil. The thing that kills the Rishaim is evil. Meaning, what's the death of the Rishaim is evil? This evil combination that's written on the Rishaim is what kills them. And through this Vidud Varim, this confession that you make for the Tadik, before the Amin Chacham, what happens? From his bones, these letters that you had written previously through your sins, God forbid, that are engraved and etched on your bones, you create from those letters a dibur of vidui. You created a new, a new combination of letters, which becomes the combination of the words that you actually confess before the tzaddik. Because the, the, the bones come out from your bones. Word, those, my bad. Those words come, the words of the vidui come out from your bones, as it says. It says in Tehinim, All my bones will say, meaning 
the words come from the bones. Your speech comes from your bones. You destroy that evil combination that you had built upon your bones. You build from it a holy malchut now through the word that you say in holiness through the vidu that you do before the tabit chacham. At the time that Am Yisrael were walking in the desert, what happened? The bones of Yehuda were rolling around. How do we know this? Whenever Yehuda made the promise to Yaakov that he would bring back Binyamin, even though he fulfilled the promise, so strong were the words of the tzaddik, Yehuda, that um, he, what do you call it? Even itself, he was still punished through that, that oath that he made with Yaakov. Moshe said, Shema Hashem called Yehuda. Hashem, oh, listen to the voice of Yehuda. What is Moshe doing here? We're seeing an awesome, awesome thing. That Moshe requested from God, that he should remember the, the vidui that Yehuda confessed. Meaning, when did Yehuda confess? He confessed before Shem Ve'ever. He confessed in the Yeshiva Shem Ve'ever. He confessed before these two great tzaddikim, Shem Ve'ever, over this oath that he had made. But what happens? His bones were rolling around. Why? Because his bones had still etched on upon him these, this oath, right? That he, had made, that he had made that wasn't completely pure. Can't even understand the level of Yehuda, but here we're, we're seeing that there was some imperfection. And what happened? His bones were rolling around. It actually literally manifested itself upon his his bones, that literally when they were carrying his coffin, his bones were rolling inside. But what happened? Moshe recalled the vidui. And through this recalling of the vidui that Yehuda had confessed before Shem Ve'ever, what happened? It, so it was. Hashem put back the bones together and then it became complete. His structure became complete. Basically, he rebuilt Malchut Dikusha. This is why his bones specifically were rolling around. His bones, his sins shall be etched on his bones. Their sin shall be etched on their bones. That's what it says in Yechizkel, right? Specifically on their bones. This is why the bones were rolling around. And through the vidui that we do, through the vidui that Moshe recalled that Yehuda had done before Shem Ve'eder, what happened? Each and every bone went back to its place and got combined again. And what is Yehuda? He represents Malchut. Because we know Yehuda is the king. This is obviously all a hint that the aspect of Malchut is repaired through Vidud Vahim. You see an awesome thing here. Yehuda, whose bones were rolling around because of that oath, was now repaired through the Vidud Vahim that Moshe had recalled that he had done, that Yehuda had done before Shem So we see here how literally within all the aspects of the story, Yehuda, which represents kingship, which is uh, Malchut, is repaired through the Vidud Vahim because the Vidud Vahim repairs all the bones that has sins on it. This is all done through Moshe, who is the Tamid Chacham. That Moshe recalled the Vidui. This is why it wasn't complete, possibly. Why the confession that Yehuda had made before Shem Ve'ever wasn't complete until Moshe came around. Because Moshe is the Tamid Chacham of the generation. It's a, the Tamid Chacham is another facet of way of saying the Tzaddik of the generation. It's just another attribute of what the Tzaddik has. That he's a Tamid Chacham. He's a true Tzaddik. He's a, he's a true wise man. And every single aspect, every single Tamid Chacham is the aspect of Moshe. Moshe Shapir That we said earlier, we said we brought this up in, um, I think in Torah Bet, that the Chacham used to say to each other, Moshe Shapir Whenever they would, a, a, a great sage would uh, would say something that was very nice and accepted, they would say, Moshe, you said well. 
this proves that the Tamidei Chachamim are aspects of Moshe Rabbeinu. Uvazesh Zachar Moshe Avidu, and with this that Moshe remembered and recalled the Vidui. It was as if Yehuda had literally confessed before Moshe right now. And through this, he repaired the Atzvet Machut. And with this, he repaired all the uh, combination, the evil combination the bad combination that he had written on his bones through that oath. And this is the aspect of returning Malchut to its source. Because the source of Malchut is fire. How did Ta'a, how did Navat, my bad, that's Yehovah's father, how did Navat mistakenly think that he would be king? That he literally saw come out of his brief Kodesh fire. He thought that he would be king. So we see here that Malchut represents fire. Why? Because Ta'a saw from that fire that he thought he would be king. So we see that fire here represents kingship because Ta'a, uh, because Nevat, my bad, um, he concluded and he derived from the fact that he saw fire that um, he would be king. But he made a mistake. It was his son, Yehovah, that became king. Um, so we see here that king, uh, that kingship, Malchut, its source is actually fire. It comes from fire. The Torah is and what is fire? The Torah is called fire. So, and where does fire, where does Malchut come from? From fire. So we see that Malchut comes from fire, and what is fire? It's Torah. So we see Malchut comes from Torah. It says, Aren't all my words, behold, aren't all my words like fire? This is um, Hashem saying that it, the words of his Torah are literally like fire. And it says, through me, kings shall rule. Meaning the Torah. This is obviously a Mishnah, it's referencing the Torah. Through me, the Torah, the king shall rule. Meaning Torah is like fire and Torah is like kingship. So we see here that it's all one idea. Fire, kingship. That, uh, my bad, kingship and fire, which are one idea, receives its source from Torah. What's the essence of Torah? Rabbeinu is now proving how the essence of the Torah comes through the tzaddik, the tamid chachamim. To the tzaddikim. To the tzaddikim. It says, the chachamim saying, Makot. Kama tibshayit dekayma mikame sefer dora velakayma mikame tzorvadem. In the Rabbanan. How foolish are people that they get up before the sefer Torah, but they don't get up before the wise men of the generation. Literally the, 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 the Rabbanan, the, the, the rabbis. So now that we set up this idea that tzaddikim, who are the entirety of the Torah, they are even higher than Torah. Rabbeinu has another lesson where he explained that the tzaddik is even greater than the Torah. So we see here uh, the tzaddik and the Torah are one, basically, and then fire and malchut receive its force from the, tam- the Torah, which is the tzaddik, the tzaddikim, or the tamidei chachamim. Here we're specifically saying tamidei chachamim. So now that we see that fire, malchut, receive its um, force from the tzaddikim, that you have to do your vidu dvarim basically, through, um, before the tzaddik. Now we're going to set this up. It says in Bamidwar, anything that comes through fire, you must pass through fire. Meaning in order to purify something which was uh, formed through fire, you have to literally purge it and purify it through the same thing that it was formed through. So like metal, which is like formed through fire, you have to put through fire again. 
in order to purify it when it, if it becomes impure. Davar, any single thing that comes through fire, right? Davar is actually It's davar. It's diburim. It's speech. This is the aspect of malchut that we said above. So that was literally drawn and passed through the impurity whenever a person does bad things, right? Whenever he he brings this lotas and this diburim, the speech of the Torah of this prohibition, and he writes a bad combination on his bones. He's what is he doing? He's taking this malchut and bringing it through impurity. God forbid. Within the heat of the Yetzirah, the evil of the Yetzirah, as it says in the Kiddushin, the fire of Amram. This, is, this fire is a reference to the Yetzirah that was trying to attack Amram. What shall you do? It says, any single thing that comes through fire, purge it through fire. It must be passed through fire. The same thing that comes through fire, which is this idea of the speech, which is Malchut, which um, unfortunately went through impurity because of a person's sins. What happens? How do you repair it? Through fire. The same tikkun, the same thing it was formed through, you must repair it through. And what is fire that we explained? It's the vidud varim before the tamid chacham. Because what does he say vidud varim is? Vidud varim is this aspect of, um, we said it like this earlier, the vidud varim, it's, it's in section vav, um, that Nevat saw that from his um, what do you call it? from his breath came fire and he thought that that fire was Malchut. So the fire and Malchut are one idea. What did we say Malchut is? It's Vidud Varim. It's that speech. Speech is Malchut. So what did we say? So that speech which goes through impurity must be purified through Vidud Varim. Before who? The Tamid Chacham who is also fire. Um, because what did you say? The Tamid Chacham is like a Torah. Because the Tamid Chacham is the essence of the Torah. It's like Maham Asechem Makot. Foolish are people who stand before the Torah, but not before the Tamid Chacham. So we see the Tamid Chacham represents the Torah in its entirety. And what is the Torah? It's fire. So fire. Halokot Varikayesh. All my words are like fire, which is the Torah, right? So we see here that we purge what was impurified through fire, which is like the heat of the Yetzirah. Nura Debe Amram, the fire of Amram. What a person impurifies, when a person does, when a person um, brings impurity to the malchut through his sins, and he etches them on his bones, how do you repair it to vidud varim, which is also an aspect of fire? This is the aspect and the language and expression of sin. The language of sin, avera, transgression. Let's let's pick apart the word. The combination of avera. What did he say? The combination of those sin, the letters of those sins gets passed through your bones, as we talked about earlier. From side to side. Avera being the same idea. Avera and Ever come from the same Shoresh. So here, Rabbi is explaining that those sins go from side to side on your bones. And the mitzvah. And what is the word mitzvah? The word, if you take the word avera, it means ever el ever, right? Side to side, meaning those that your sin, you take that combination, you create an evil combination, you put it on your bones from side to side, every single bone. And what happens? The what the word mitzvah, which is the opposite of avera, expresses hitchabrut joining together. chavilot chavilot shel mitzvot, as it says in midrash. Uh, uh, I forgot where. Um, I don't know where that is. My bad. When a person does bundles and bundles of mitzvot, what is that idea? Um, bundles and bundles that are 
put together, tied together. What happens when a person does bundle the bundle mitzvot? Um, then what happens? All those bones which were dismembered through the fact of your, through the aspect of your sins that go from ever to ever side to side. What happens? They get joined together again. The broken aspects, the the shattered bones of yours, then they get rejoined together. He guards all his bones. So here we see here, the aspect of mitzvah is the aspect of joining together your bones that were done through the Avera. This is what Vidud Varim does whenever a person um, has tremendous sins. And any sin in general. This is what it says in uh, Mishleh. This is the explanation of what it says in Mishleh. The wrath of the king, Malachim Mavet, is a messenger of death. Hashem's anger is literally Malachim um, Mavet. Because the anger of Hashem, the reason why Hashem is angry is because his Malchut, his kingship, was lessened, was lowered, was, has descended through our sins. The end of the Pasuk says what? The wrath of the king is the messenger of death, meaning the reason why Hashem's upset, his wrath exists because we have literally brought Malchut to the side of evil and we have committed these sins and etched the sins on, those, on our bones. But what happens in the end? At the end of the verse, the wise man shall atone for it. This is the Tamid Chacham, who represents Moshe. He will repair this person who has sinned. And who has brought Malchut down to the exile. It says, that he, Hashem forgives the transgressions for the remnant. What does that mean? That Hashem forgives the transgression of those who are the remnant. What is the remnant? From those who make themselves seem as if they are leftovers, as if they are remnants, as if they are nothing. Meaning for one who is humble, Hashem atones the sin for that person who's humble. Who makes himself nothing, you know? A remnant, a leftover. Nimsa, we find. What's the result? What does this mean? When a person comes before the Tamid Chacham and he emerges his voice, um, all these combinations of words before the Tamid Chacham, he expresses it to himself. To the Tamid Chacham, all the sins and everything that he does wrong and all this stuff. He represents Moshe. We said Moshe Shapir Ka'amat. We talked about it earlier. Moshe, you said, well, this is a reference to all the Tamil Chachamim. That he makes himself as if he's Shiraim, leftovers, remnants. Moshe, the man was extremely humble. This is what it means, Shiraim, leftovers, is the man who's humble. And through this, he's called an Ishchacham, a wise man. What does it mean to be a wise man? It's in the Gemara Masechet Roshana. This is a reference to that he makes himself seem as if he's a remnant. He, Hashem, forgives the transgression of those who are the remnant. Lish'erit. Lish'erit nachalato, for the remnants of his nation. What does it mean, the remnants? The one who makes himself humble. And what does it say about Moshe? Moshe, who is a Tamid Chacham, ve'a'ish Moshe ana me'od. Moshe is extremely, the man Moshe was extremely humble. Through the fact that he was humble, he was called a wise man. One who's humble, truly humble, is a wise man. It's in Eyov, from Chochmah, you can find Chochmah from nothingness. You will find Chochmah from nothingness. But the, the idea is within nothingness, in the aspect of nothingness, of 
making yourself completely humble as if you are nothing. That is where Chokhmah is found. So Chokhmah, the Tamid Chacham, is a person who is Ayin, who makes himself nothing. With this, you give Koach to the Tamid Chacham to repair, to atone for sin. As it says, the wise man shall atone. So this is how we prove it. Moshe Rabbeinu has the power to atone for any single sin. When, because of this, when Moshe Rabbeinu prayed for the sin of the Eged Azav, we're going to see a massive, massive chidush here that you've never heard anywhere. This is tremendous. It's amazing. When Moshe prayed for Am Yisrael for the fact that he committed the sin of the golden calf, Amar, he said, If you'll forgive their sin, if you'll raise their sin, meaning if you'll forget their sin, then that should be good. But if you don't, Hashem, what happens? Erase me from your book. So we're going to understand this pasuk. Completely erase me, Hashem, if you won't forgive their sin. Because it's impossible. Because this is Moshe's thought process. Listen to this. Rabbanu is explaining how Moshe went through this. It's impossible that that a person should not be like feel some sort of pride whenever he hears that he's being told of his praise. When he hears literally other people praising him. All the more so whenever a king comes and praises and exalts this, per- exalts this person. When, so first off, Rabbanu is saying, Moshe Rabbanu's argument here. It's impossible that a person shouldn't feel any sort of pride and any sort of galut, um, greatness, or haughtiness whenever he hears his own pre- praise, right? All the more so when the king himself is praising and exalting this person. Then certainly it's more impossible than anything else whenever the king himself is praising you. This is obviously a reference to Hashem. Or anything, or the sort of king, right? Or whatever it is. But to do this, um, in order to completely remove your pride and your honor, your gadlut, especially when a king is praising you, that you shouldn't feel any sort of pride at all, not even a drop. You have to completely nullify all your emotions and all your corporeality, all your physicality in this world. Then a person is able to hear his praise. Then no praise, shall, no greatness shall come to him. As Moshe Rabbeinu said, as Moshe Rabbeinu uh, attained this level, where he completely nullified all the senses, that he was able to literally be, we're going to see here. It says in the Torah, it's written in the Torah, it says many times in the Torah, Hashem spoke to Moshe, Hashem said to Moshe, and every single day, Am Yisrael read in the Torah, the praise of Moshe Rabbeinu. We're always speaking about Moshe and how great he was. And he himself is telling them about his praise, about his greatness. Meaning Moshe Rabbeinu is speaking to Am Yisrael. He's the spokesperson of the generation. He's telling Am Yisrael all his praise that Hashem is literally praising Moshe. That you should listen to me, all this stuff, whatever it is, the praise is. And we see this many, in many instances in the Torah. Moshe had no exaltation. He, he didn't feel any sort of pride at all from this. Any sort of gadud, greatness from this. Moshe, the man, was extremely humble. He had no drop of pride from this. And it's certain that through his humility, he had the power... The power is vested in the hands of Moshe to be able to atone for the sin of the golden calf. Okay, Moshe, it says, 
It says the wise man shall atone. Moshe. And this is what it says. This is the argument Moshe claimed. Be'im ayin if be'im ayin right? Um, and if not, erase me. Let's see how Rabbeinu translates this. That means if you won't erase their sin, Hashem. With this, you are showing. Hashem, you're showing Am Yisrael that if you won't erase their sin, that I don't have true humility. That I don't have the power vested in my hands. I don't have the koach to be able to atone for the sin of the golden calf. This is why I request to you, Hashem, specifically, erase me. So that I should not fall into galut, into pride. Now I'm proving to you, Hashem, that I don't want to fall into pride. So if I haven't had, uh, that I see all the time and I hear all the time my praise, the, the speaking of my praise in the Torah. My name in the Torah. Because who's able to withstand this? That he should hear the praise being told about him and not be prideful. If not for a truly humble person. And if I'm humble, you have to forgive their sin. You shall forgive the transgressions of Am Yisrael. You shall forgive the transgressions of the one who makes himself as if he's, you know what I mean? Nothing. So Moshe Rabbeinu was saying, Hashem, if I'm not humble yet, because who's literally able to withstand this test that a person hears his own praise being told, even by the king himself, by Hashem himself. So this is why I say, Now raise me from your book so that I should not fall into pride. So completely erase me. So that means I should be enough. And now you have to erase, now you have to, uh, what do you call it? Forgive the sin because you've erased me from the book and now I haven't fallen into pride because... I'm not being told in my pride anymore, you know? But what? If I am enough, then what you still have to erase them also. So either way, Moshe Rabbeinu is making the argument that erase me from your book so I don't fall into pride and so that I should be enough, so that you should erase, so that you should erase Amishal's sin. And if, uh, what do you call it? If I'm already humble, then you have to erase your sin right now. <laughs> so you see how Rabbein, Moshe Rabbeinu does this awesome argument with Hashem. There was in Yeshurun a king. This is obviously a reference to Moshe. That means Malchut was raised to its source. It says the humble shall inherit the earth. And what is the earth? It's the law of the government. It's the law of Malchut. Kingship. The earth rises up against him. It's an aspect of government. Malchut. So the the humble inherit the earth. And what is the earth? It's Malchut. So what is, by there was a king in Yeshurun, meaning Malchut, which is what we said earlier, the earth was raised to its source um, through Moshe Rabbeinu. So here, um, we see an awesome thing. Moshe Rabbeinu raised Am um, Yisrael and forgave their sin, had their sin forgiven through Moshe Rabbeinu. Um, he raised Malchut to its source through the Vidud Varim, um, or through this aspect of true anava, through his, the fact that he was such a tamid chacham that he was completely anav, that he um, raised all the sins of Am Yisrael and atoned for all their sins, and he raised malchut from the exile back to its source. So Godwin will continue with section chet vizel um, next class. Zrat Hashem, and uh, Godwin maybe apply the advice that we see here um, to the best of our abilities.